If you're that person who comes into an environment, into a context, and you see what's missing and you feel that need, you're taking leadership. You are taking ownership of the piece that needs to be done, whether it's high-level work or low-level work. And you're proving that you care about the people around you enough to lend a hand. That's the epitome. That is the core of servant leadership. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 26, Servant Leadership. Humility is a key trait in amazing managers. It is after Halloween. We are getting ready for Thanksgiving now. We're deep into the holiday season. I mean, I'm seeing Christmas stuff. I saw Christmas stuff in Costco way before Halloween, actually. They're getting a good start on this. There are supply chain issues across the United States, so good luck with that. If you were listening to my Living a Budget episode, you might have heard me state that now is a great time to list stuff on Facebook Marketplace and get rid of it because people are starting to buy for Christmas. Anyway, we're not talking about budgets here. We're talking about your career. So let's talk about how to get to management and what it really means to be a servant leader. That is a big thing in management these days, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Let me tell you about an amazing manager and leader that I had, a real servant leader, and why she was so great. So she was the big dog at one of my previous companies. She was leading a multi, multi multi-million dollar company, and you wouldn't really even know it. If you passed her in the office, you wouldn't know what, you know, what role she had in the office. You wouldn't know what she did necessarily. You didn't know, you wouldn't know how much business she was in charge of. She got her coffee from the same coffee machine the rest of us got coffee from. This is before all offices had Keurigs and espresso machines and and things like that. She would lift boxes and change the coffee if needed. I mean, her she was super approachable. Her door was open when it could be, and she had fun talking to anyone in the office. She knew that as a leader, you had to care about the people who were reporting up through you, and in order to care about them, you had to know know about them, know who they are, have your ear to the ground, hear what they're talking about understand who they are and how the company culture is changing. You have to know the people who are under you. So the reason I'm using her as an example of servant leadership is because I saw her in many different contexts. I saw her in the office and I also saw her at conferences and at employee events. And some leaders will have this 
this air of pretentiousness around them. They will only talk to people of a certain caliber in the office. They will only uh, discuss matters, maybe, or, you know, talk to people who have a certain level to them. So vice president or above. And when they speak, it's all about them. Well, she, on the other hand, she helped people set up for meetings. She helped make sure that every gap in planning, every gap uh, around her was filled by someone, if not her. And when we were at these company events, she socialized. She flew around like a little social butterfly and got to know everyone who was there. If you didn't know who she was just by looking at her, you wouldn't necessarily know by talking to her because she asked about you. So anyway, I really enjoyed working for this woman and she inspired a lot of confidence. Not only was she smart as a whip, I mean, she was super smart, but she was approachable. She, you could tell that she cared. You could tell in her communication to her employees that she knew what she was doing and she cared about your work-life balance and about the company's bottom line. She cared about the company's strategy and how that affected you. And if you needed help, she would take the time to help you. That was the embodiment to me of servant leadership because she would lend a hand, not only physically, but mentally. She would help bring you along and help, you know, would understand where you were and would guide you through to where you needed to be. To kind of talk about the the behind the scenes here, when I talk to people who are individual contributors or who are earlier in their careers or, or even late in their careers, a lot of people think that you need to be intimidating or the smartest, you know, nut in the carton, you know, if you will, uh, smartest egg in the carton uh, to be a respected leader. And that's not true. I've worked for really intelligent, horrible people. (laughs) They were the the smartest person in the room and they only cared about their reputations and themselves. How inspiring is that? Not very. There was so much attrition in that office. I've also worked for really intelligent, humble people who you wouldn't know at at first glance were were leading a billion-dollar corporation. Which one would you like to work for? The person who cares about you or the person who cares about themselves? If you were a leader, which person would you promote? The one who couldn't be bothered to help out because he thinks it's beneath him or the one who gladly lends a hand when there's something that needs to be done, right? Who would you promote? Yeah, both of them need to be good at their jobs, intelligent, but the person who shows that they care is the person that you promote to leadership because who do you want to lead? So when I'm, when I'm coaching people who want to be managers, the one thing they keep coming back to is what about my, the value for my time? You know, if I start doing low level work, then aren't I devaluing my time? Shouldn't I be, shouldn't my time be more efficiently spent? Shouldn't I be doing high level work that only I can do? Yes and no. So yes, if you are in a certain level, then you should be doing that high value work that only you should do. And if there are regular 
tasks that need to be done that are low level work, then, then somebody should be assigned to do them. Right. And it shouldn't necessarily be you. Now there's a difference though, between low level work, uh, all the time and low level work sometimes like when it needs to be done. Let's take conferences. For example, I've gone to lots and lots and lots of conferences. I've gone as an attendee, as a minor presenter, I've gone as a vendor and let's talk about the vendor bit because a lot of people go to conferences as vendors as, as part of their job, or at least that's a, that's a framework that most people know. That's a, a situation most people know. So who sets up at the conference? Usually it's marketing. Marketing will set up, they'll come. But as we know, budgets have been squeezed over the last two decades. Not everyone can attend. Not everyone has a, has a huge budget for that conference. And if you're there as a vendor to help, to present, to do other things, then not everyone can attend these conferences. Like budgets are squeezed. There's a lot going on to budgets these days in the the last two decades. They've been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And so conference attendance hasn't been super valued by senior people in different organizations. It really depends on where you work, but but we're just going to go with budgets are squeezed and not everyone can attend anymore. So if you're there at the conference as a vendor and you're looking around and wondering, you know, who's setting up and whatnot, don't just stand around. You know, if you're able and you aren't doing much else, then it's appreciated when you help set up. If you've been working from home for the last year and a half or even almost two years now, then you know it is difficult to network and to have those water cooler conversations when you're working from home. So if you're looking at and working on the next step in your career, how do you network? How do you have those conversations that you used to have at the office when you're working from home? Join me on November 11th at 11 a.m. That's on Veterans Day for an exclusive webinar called Networking for Visibility While Working Remote. Come join me as we talk about how to get in front of the right people at the right time, talking about the right things so it doesn't feel forced, awkward, or just just a little bit weird to get in front of them. Network and get to the next step in your career. I know you can do it, and I hope to see you there. It's November 11th at 11 a.m. A link is right in the podcast description. See you there. That's that's an example. I've been to conferences where where uh, there were quite a few people from product there uh, presenting or meeting with with potential clients and things like that. Uh, and marketing was there setting up and there were boxes and boxes and boxes and a lot of things to do. And all the product people sat around. They just sat around and watched the two marketing folks set everything up. Now, of course, I wasn't going to sit around because like, how can you be there just watching people work and just goof off? Right? So I was actually quite pregnant at the time. And I helped people set up. And when it became a, a too much on my body, being super pregnant, I looked around and I, I actually, I'm not super, I'm not proud of this one, but I guilted the different product people into helping. I was like, guys, pick up the pace. Like, let's go. I did not make friends at that event with those people. So don't do that, but you take the initiative, you help, and it'll be so, so appreciated. 
So here's another. Occasionally companies have celebrations for employees and I'm not like, I'm not necessarily telling you to join the events committee unless you want to, but helping set up, seeing where there's a need and helping fill that need is the sign of a leader. Leaders have a few priorities. Their job is to understand the company's strategy and make sure their teams are fulfilling that strategy and fit into that strategy or driving that strategy, all of those things. Leaders, senior leaders, people managers also need to be caring about the group of people that report to them. So that senior leader needs to take those people and their needs in mind and figure out what's missing. If you want to be a people manager, you're signing up for a big job. You're signing up to lead a group of people, not just strategically and as a liaison between individual contributors and senior management, but also as the number one person who cares for the needs of that group of people. You need to have the company's priorities as your priorities. Yeah. But that means seeing what isn't seen. Managers need to see what's missing, what's not being done, and figure out a way to fill that in. Senior leaders know that. They also know that an amazing manager is is the person who genuinely cares about the people they're leading. Be that person now and prove that you have those qualities by being a servant leader in your sphere. If you're that person who comes into an environment, into a context, and you see what's missing and you fill that need, you're taking leadership. You are taking ownership of the piece that needs to be done, whether it's high level work or low level work. And you're proving that you care about the people around you enough to lend a hand. That's the epitome. That is the core of servant leadership. So if you can do that now in your sphere of influence, it, wherever you're traveling, you're proving to st- to senior leadership, that you are a servant leader, that you are management material. So be that person and prove that you have those qualities by being a servant leader in your sphere. Help out where it's needed. Do the grunt work that might be beneath your station. Help people. So pairing that kind of attitude, that kind of servant leadership style with some other amazing skills I'd be happy to teach you. And you'll be on your way to being labeled as management material. People will see that. They'll recognize that. I've known plenty of people who've been pulled, who haven't had the top skills in their group, but who had that servant leadership skill, who had that desire to help people, who saw a need that needed to be fulfilled and filled it. I've seen those people get plucked from wherever they are and put right on the fast track to management. Because what managers are looking for is, yep, somebody who has the the strategic skill to interpret the company's strategy and make sure they're fulfilling those needs, but also that person who cares and fills the gaps, fills the holes where they need to be filled. That is the epitome of servant leadership. That is the core of servant leadership. So now, if you're starting out here, and you don't know how to do that, you don't know how to apply all this to your position, look around, look around and see what's missing. It's hard. It's hard when you're first starting to see what's missing because we've all been trained to see what's there. So look around and start seeing what isn't being done. Look around and see 
if we had X, it would make our team so much better. If we had Y, then we could fill the the company's strategy better. Look around and see, okay, well, there's a mess over there. If I helped clean that up, then it would be, you know, we'd have a much better space. It would ease stress. Look for what's missing and do it. Okay. I hope this helped you. I know for a fact that senior leaders are looking for servant leaders to promote to people management. If you can be that servant leader, find out what's missing and fill that need, you'll be well on your way to being labeled as management material. You also need all these, uh, all the other skills, which I'd be happy to teach you. Contact me at saverstreet.com. But really, go ahead and fill the needs that you see need to be filled. Be the servant leader that managers are looking for. I know you can do it. If you need more help, contact me. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.